FM News Talk 97.1 Podcast. Hello and welcome to Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here with our producer Chad Ellis. And today we are joined in studio by our friend. I, I, I always call him a professional fisherman, but then he corrects me and says he's not a professional fisherman. Uh, he just I fish amongst he fish with professional. <laughs> Mike Marfell is here. He's a great fisherman. <laughs> He's in the Thanks, studio. Uh, Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, of course, the co-host of Second Amendment Radio, is on assignment this week. He is somewhere fighting crime in this great country of ours. He's hiding somewhere in an alleyway, waiting for in someone a nondescript to building. in a yeah, in a nondescript <laughs> building. Uh, waiting to save somebody from crime. He is a true vigilante, that that uh, Aaron Tarlow. But uh, in all honesty, Aaron will be back with us next week. Uh, Southern Armory, of course, the great sponsor, or one of the great sponsors of Second Amendment Radio. Uh, couldn't do the show without Aaron, and uh, can't wait till he is back next week. Um, before we get rolling today, that song, Seven Nation Army, Mike, you have a vast musical appreciation. We yes, were talking sir. about, uh, just before the show, we were talking about uh, the the kind of music that you listen to, everything from Dre Frank to Sinatra to Dr. Dre, yeah. Um, have you ever heard the Oak Ridge Boys version of I have Seven not. Nation Army? I have not. Do you know who the Oak Ridge Boys are, Chad? I don't. <laughs> they are an old... It's on every jukebox in the 80s. <laughs> they're an <laughs> old country band. Have you ever heard the song Elvira? Giddy nope. up and giddy <laughs> up. Yeah. No. No. My heart's Are... on fire for Elvira. No, that was their hit. Every so, jukebox in the 80s yes. when I played baseball, man. So they are an old country group, and it's kind of, um, uh, there's a word for it. They're not acapella, but there's there's like four of them that sing, and they all sing in different ranges. And, of course, they have the bass guy. The, uh. Yeah. Like the quartet, bop, mow, mow, yeah, and he's good. And instead of the bass going dun dun dun, he's with his voice going boom, 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 boom. You're doing a good job, though. Yeah, that's not bad. And then the other guy comes in, you know, no, Tony's a rock star. Brave, if nothing else. But it's really funny because it's this old country guys and this this bass singer doing the instead of the bass line doing the ball 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 and uh, yeah anyway that was my yeah. that, that was my little aside. <laughs> it's a good uh, one. Want to talk to you uh, for a second about Southern Armory? Aaron's not here, but that doesn't mean that Southern Armory is not open and ready for your business. Of course, Southern Armory can handle all of your firearms needs, all of your personal protection needs, whether it is with a gun or other things uh, pepper spray, tasers, uh, stun guns. They have all of it. They also offer CCW training, of course, advanced pistol classes. They have the uh, simulator, the simulator there. The uh, I got to get a chance simulator. to get in there. Yeah, it's super cool. It is super cool. Um, all of that for you out there at Southern Army. They have they have 
gear, they have equipment, they have it all. They have suppressors right now. Suppressors are on sale, 10% off at Southern Armory. Suppressors are probably what we get the most questions about here um, on Second Amendment Radio. Of course, people can submit those questions to me on Twitter or they can go to Facebook to the Second Amendment Radio page or the Southern Armory Facebook page. And people are always asking about suppressors and they want to get suppressors. Uh, there's no better place to get those. And suppressors are silencers. Same uh, same piece of equipment, two words. And they don't the work thing. exactly like the movies. Not- <laughs> no, no, they do not work exactly like the movies. You could definitely still hear them, but it does take quite It'll a bit quiet of quiet it down. Yeah. yeah. You have You're to go subsonic ammo down. to get them quieter. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But uh, yeah, uh, suppressors are what we get the most questions and the most interest shown in of anything that we talk about here on the show. And right now, 10% off. It takes a while to get your suppressor, there's a whole lot involved. It's a lot actually harder to get a suppressor, or I, I guess I shouldn't say the word harder. There's just more paperwork and a bigger waiting. There's a long trail for yeah. yeah for suppressors. So you can't even though they have them in stock there at Southern Armory, you can't walk in, fill out some paperwork, and walk out. You've got to apply, then you've got to get your background check done, and you've got to get approved, and it takes longer than just buying a firearm. Uh, so don't wait. If you want a suppressor, you you need to get going now because you already got to go through that waiting period, and nobody is better at uh, at speeding up that waiting period than Southern Armory. They will get you the suppressor faster than anybody else, but there's still a lot of government paperwork that it goes into that. So if you want to get your suppressor as quickly as you can, Southern Armory is the place to go. Uh, Chad, you said you had some information. So I talked about the uh, CCW classes, advanced pistol classes, all coming up at Southern Armory. Do you have uh, the dates? Yes. The upcoming dates for the CCW classes, one is April 7th, and the next one is April 27th. There you go. Yeah. So 12 spots available. Yeah. Got to move fast. Yeah, absolutely. And usually they do that uh, just 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 like that a couple times a month. So you get your chance to get out there, uh, get your CCW. Also check out those advanced pistol classes. Even if you have had your CCW for a while and you think that you are are pretty efficient with your gun, um, it's always good to get that little refresher course. So that advanced pistol class can do that for you as well. Uh, I talked about the Facebook pages, Second Amendment Radio Facebook page, Southern Armory Facebook page, two great places to go to not only keep up with the show, but keep up with everything that is happening out at Southern Armory. Aaron has been doing a midweek check-in, a Facebook Live on Facebook um, in the middle of the week, sometimes on Tuesdays, sometimes on Wednesday. But uh, another very cool way to keep up with the show and uh, and and a great way to ask questions and get some information, great information from Aaron. So all of that for you at Southern Armory and at the Southern Armory Facebook page and the Second Amendment Radio Facebook page. Here we go. Ready? Southern Armory is at 9901 Watson Road, one mile east of 270, and at southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com? That's right. We got it. Southernarmory.com. Go and check it out. And uh, Aaron will be back next week, and we are looking forward to that. This week, though, uh, we are going to be talking a whole lot about fishing Heck because yeah. I am <laughs> I'm pumped. I got a tournament. I'm leaving uh, as soon as I finally, hit the studio. Yeah. Choo, I'm there's gone. finally sun in the sky. There's finally decently warm temperatures. Love is in the air. Love is in the air. Mm. 
uh, and it is time to get back on the water. And uh, I wanted to talk. Some of to us Mike. don't get off, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, do real quick, just set up your set your background up for uh, people that maybe are not familiar. Well, with you. Uh, started fishing as a kid, uh, mm-hmm. fishing tournaments since I was fourteen. Was too cool to do it in high school, and we didn't have high school fishing, or I would have been doing it for sure. Uh, yeah, got back into it after my divorce in '99, uh, and got into it heavy. Like mm-hmm. traveled with the Elite Series as a co-angler, mm-hmm. FLW as a co-angler, uh, fished the Opens as a co-angler, and then uh, started fishing locally as in the Pro Division mm-hmm. down in the Ozarks. Probably about uh, 2011, uh, I won the Angler of the Year in 2012. Uh, and then just fell on my face in 13. I thought I had it figured out. It's like golf. Yeah. I think you got it figured out, and the next three go in the woods. You know what? I have made that comparison. I've drawn the comparison to fishing oh, and golf many, absolutely. many times. Head game. It's a head game. My, just like my golf. boss, who is our program director, Jeff Allen, who you know, um, is a very avid golfer. He loves looks like golf. a golfer. He's not a fisherman at all. And every time I try to explain to him that it's very similar, He's not buying it. It's similar to golf, chest, and guitar, I would say. You can do it a lifetime and never figure it out. Right, right. You can't figure it out. Yep. And you know what? And the the atmosphere, one of the reasons that I love to play golf is I love to be outside. Birds chirping. I like to see pretty. And the funny pants. Yeah. I like to see see pretty landscapes. I like to look at the trees and the water. Yeah, you come up over a hill at some of those golf courses. Yeah, golf courses are beautiful like that, and being out on the water is beautiful. Same thing. Um, They're both very. Therapeutic. Therapeutic. They're both very skillful. Yeah. He always says that. The difference between golf and fishing is that uh, golf is a skill that you can learn and get better at, and fishing is all luck. I just told her, I was true. talking to your receptionist, and I yeah. just told your producer when she said, oh, me and my husband, we never have any luck. And I was like, hate to break it to you, but luck's got nothing to do with it. Right. That is exactly right. It's hard work, putting in the effort, understanding yeah. what the, trying to think like a fish. Yeah. It's lucky that your boat doesn't break down. That's a good thing when you, you know got a live well full of fish or something. But yeah, it's not setting on as a long bucket as ground you know, of worms. As long as you know that there are fish in that body of water, I'm determined to catch. Then one you of can them. then you could catch them if you know. One what you're more doing. cast. Yeah. One more cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I I didn't mean to interrupt oh, no. you, but the uh, golf analogy. Oh, it's perfect. It's something it's I perfect. say all the time. It's perfect. Uh, but go ahead. And uh, then last year was probably my best year. Uh, I ended up winning uh, the Web Outdoor Championship. I didn't win a single event. During the year, had a couple checks, a couple big basses, but made the championship and uh, ended up winning that three-day tournament at Lake mm-hmm. of the Ozarks, which mm-hmm. has changed things for me as far as I got a new boat. Uh, I don't know how. This will be my first tournament out of it this Saturday, mm-hmm. or this Sunday, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of nervous that I'm not in the old SS Buck Nasty that I don't worry about. I spit <laughs> on it. I bang it into stuff. <laughs> now I got a shiny one, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm a, I've been telling myself I'm not changing anything. I always practice within 10 or 15 miles So of this take is off. the boat that you won. Yes. Which yes. is beautiful. Did you, did you see the boat? Did you show you a picture of it? I have not seen I the boat. I will show oh, you. at the break, I'll, I'll make him show you a picture. I got a lot of compliments on one of the like, Facebook Nitro thing page, and yeah. everybody's like, that is the coolest looking color scheme I've ever seen. Well, it's funny that you, I've heard you talk about that boat and winning that tournament here in the last couple of weeks when you and I have just been talking off the air, and you said that when you won that tournament, when you won that boat, 
Uh, the, you were the only guy on the water in a 1990-something. Ranger. The most tricked-out 96 <laughs> boat you've ever seen. And I sold it last week, and the kid couldn't be more happy. Um, yeah, I was the only guy who was going to keep it. Most was, I think most of the top 10 or 12 that day were pretty much full-time. You know, they're profe- They're way more considered. You could call them way more professional than I, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Local guides, uh, guys like that. And they uh, went a boat like that, and they just donate or well, something. Well, they already got a away. boat deal, usually. Yeah. You know, they have a sponsored deal, yeah. so. Uh, but you kept that boat. And, I did keep that boat. And now you I upgraded that boat. So now, <laughs> listen, you've been fishing in that 96 Ranger for so long. You went Angler of the Year in that boat. You won this, this boat. boat in that boat. It's got some mojo. How does it? Yeah. Are, are you? Are you? I'm nervous. Are a you? Little uh, bit. Is there some superstition going on? I don't in your have brain superstition, right now? but I, I, I'm just going to try to keep my strategies the same. Like yeah. I was just saying, I never went too far because my boat wasn't going to beat anybody there. Mm-hmm. Last thing I wanted to do was make a 50 mile run and get to the spot that I wanted to fish, and there's already somebody there. Right. So I always stayed wherever the tournament was. I'd stay 15 miles either direction, usually of the ramp, mm-hmm. the takeoff. Uh, so I'm going to try to keep things the same. I'm not going to think, oh, now I can go 90 miles. Let's go 90 miles right. just for the sake of it. Right. That doesn't make sense. Right. So, yeah, but I'm a little nervous. You know, it's bigger. You know, I don't, the other one will fit me like a glove. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just know when I turn the wheel, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't had this boat and it's not broke we, in yet. We haven't had very much great weather. Have I've got 3.4 hours on the new one. Okay. So you Water been... was 35 degrees when I was running it. I was trying to. After I broke it in, I was trying to figure out how fast it would go or where I needed to hide sure. from the motor. And I looked around. There wasn't a soul to be seen on the lake. And the water is that cold. And the thing started walking on me a little bit. And I was like, let's get thrown out of the boat in July. Not now when nobody's <laughs> coming to get us. So I shut her down. But, yeah, the new the new V8 Mercury four-stroke is a beast. Uh, it is a beast for sure. But we're going to figure that out this weekend or try to. That's so. great stuff. Uh, before we get too much into uh, all the fishing talk that I want to do, do you have any um, social media, anything like that? I have you... a Facebook page, but it's just me rambling and senselessly. I'm wanting to start a YouTube page this season. Yeah. But if you do that, I'm worried. That's the other thing. I am worried that it cuts into my fishing by putting mounting <laughs> GoPros and doing all that. It takes a lot yeah. of time. Yeah. And I'd rather concentrate on catching fish and. And then what I want to do is I want to set down in the boat in the garage post tournaments. So this yeah. will be my first tournament out of the boat, and discuss what happened at the tournament. Right. And there you go. Where I made right turns, where I should have went left, and vice versa. Yeah. And uh, and explain, you know, I want to talk to the winner of the tournament afterwards, and then explain on the te- you know, how they caught the fish, or or as honest as they'll be, which everybody's yeah. usually pretty honest post tournament right you know maybe not with the masses but with you know with with, the with their friends yeah. yeah uh so yeah that's what i want to do i just want to do a set because and then maybe graduate to where i start mountain cameras right now yeah. they won't let a second person ride with us the rules won't allow because mm-hmm. i had a young man that we wanted to learn about fishing so he was willing to come ride with me and run the cameras uh, mm-hmm. so i didn't have to mess with it and uh right now because we fish by ourselves they won't allow they don't want to do that because uh, they could help you in some way. Well, not everybody has another person in the boat, mm-hmm. so they want to keep it as even a playing field as as possible. Gotcha. Plus, we all pay an extra fee for lie detector. Everybody in our <laughs> tournaments, you know, you get there's. I think there's the winner and two other people get lie detected at every. For tournament. real? Oh yeah. No because kidding. We fish by ourselves. You keep everything on the up and up. Yeah. No so. kidding. Th- that that's uh. 
That's funny. Yeah, yeah. That's it, there's a lot of money in Keeps the line. You from telling and, fish stories, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, they they just don't want to that don't want to add any more people to the mix. So I'm, I'm gotcha. trying to I want to try to change that because it would really help promote me yeah. and the tournament organization if we if we could do that. Yeah. I, I just don't want to mess with the cameras. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. If they put a camera in every boat though, then they wouldn't have to do a that's true. Test that's true. I mean, watch you. That that's not a bad idea. Yeah. But. But you got 70 to 90 anglers in each one of our yeah, solo ones, so that's sure. a lot of GoPros. Sure. So. All right, we're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, Mike Marfell, who is in studio with us, we are going to talk about the beginning of the new fishing season. The weather is turning around. I know that I am going to be getting down to the Lake of the Ozarks very soon. Uh, I've already been out fishing a little bit this year, but that's because I'm crazy, uh, and maybe some of you guys are too. Uh, we're going to talk about fishing a whole lot today, so don't go anywhere. It's Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I didn't walk away with a boat, right. <laughs> I got a pat on the back and a, and, and a lot more accolades. People knew who I was then, right. I mean, for sure. Uh, coming from Illinois, when I first started fishing down there, that year I, I was lie detected many, many times, mm-hmm. even though I didn't fish, because I was like, who's this kind of hippie-looking, long-haired guy cashing checks? Mm-hmm. So... I, I didn't know. Detected. I didn't realize that lie detector tests were such a big part of big tournaments. Yeah, I've never yeah, fished the big in a bass big enough bass tournament. Does it for sure. I've never fished in a big enough tournament, nor now, been anywhere of, close to the top. A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot I of to be, uh, team tournaments. Detector. They don't necessarily do that, right. or co angler where it's a draw where sure you you sign up. They don't do that. But this solo thing, you're by yourself, and there's yeah. we have pretty good amount of money on the line. So. Yeah. Yeah, people do silly stuff for money. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that. Money, I don't prestige. seek out information or any of that yeah, stuff. I can't catch your fish pre- anyway. So. Right, exactly. Um, so let's talk about this time of year. Uh, we are just about to be I, what I in what I would call full swing of fishing season. Right now, it's still a little late bit winter, chilly. early pre-spawn yeah. is what I would call yeah. it. Yeah, it's a little chilly still, and and I, I think know the that, water was forty-two at the lake right. last weekend, something like that. So talk about when you think is the best time to start fishing. Right now, yeah. Right now, as it's water's trending, the big fish are wanting to move up. They're grouped up. Uh, they're wanting to get shallow. Yeah, and uh, it'll when I always say when the nights uh, this is kind of tricky, but when the nights do not get colder than the water temperature, it's oh. really game on. Okay, and the I same way in the fall, I understand when that. the nights get colder than the water temperature starts dropping that water, the fish realize, oh, days are getting things longer. Are yeah, things are changing. It's gotcha. time to do our thing. Thing. It's time to move up there and okay. spawn. So talk to um, a, a guy like me who is an avid fisherman who has a boat and gets out as much as I can on the weekends and things like that. But I am definitely at my best when conditions are at their best. I can go fishing in the, in the warm spring. 
uh, early fall, dead of summer, and sure. I'm feeling good and confident about what I'm where I'm you going. You don't and see what a I'm lot doing. of people holding up big fishing pictures without stocking caps on their heads. Yeah, that's what I'll tell you. Okay, we'll see that. So the big ones I'm more hide, intimidated, and they by don't it. come out until it's time yeah. to spawn. I'm more intimidated by this cold weather. Now, to your point, I have caught some of the biggest bass I've ever caught in very cold weather. Absolutely. But Absolutely. what is the what's what is the difference? What what kind of changes do I need to be making to the way I fish? Well, um, you got to remember they're cold blooded, so yeah. they're going to be moving slow. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so what's present- the best way to get down to get them? Uh, presentation. I, I I will be straight up honest. I am packing my boat to go this weekend, mm-hmm. and I I'm a simple dude. I'm taking jigs, jerk baits, chatter baits, and maybe some spinner baits, and that's mm-hmm. it. And those last two probably won't even get thrown. Right. If they'll bite the jig or the jerk bait, that's it. Jerk bait because it's you jerk it and let it set still. It just suspends there. Yeah. So they can see it, and it's just sitting there. And they're like, hmm. They ease a little closer to it, and then it you snap it and it moves a little bit more. And eventually, they'll make their way to it. Or if you bring one, if they see it coming, so it's moving slow. Yeah. They don't have to rush out and get. And it. You can't go burning a spinner slow. bait this time of year. They're not because they're moving slow. Yeah, because they're moving slow. Are they deeper right now? No, I mean they'll be near deep water, but shallow. If that okay. makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, sure, sure. Channel swings uh, on a point where there's deep water close by, but they'll move up and sun themselves. Mm-hmm. Same with the docks; they'll hang and, mm-hmm. and sun themselves there. Can you catch them deep? Yes. Right. It's not my thing. Yeah, I'm not good at catching suspended fish. That's an Alabama rig thing. You can throw it out there, count it down. Is that thing is that the Alabama rig? Still, oh, it's uh, a huge thing. It's it's illegal in the web outdoors tournament that I fish. We don't allow any multi hook, okay. multi bait rigs. Do they allow it in the big tournament? Like, in oh, yeah. uh, like Bassmasters, no. Bassmasters like Elite does not. FLW does not anymore. But the next level down does. Yeah, and then all the team tournaments in that. They're, most of the tournaments remember, through the winter that, are like one three years, on that. Four years ago, that, that that thing just took over. Oh, the it was world. crazy. Yeah, you see people was... on the bank at PB two launching <laughs> that thing. You almost had to wear a helmet at Coffeen Lake because there's so many people throwing that thing. Uh, I don't like it, and it's not an ethical or moral or any of that crap because you can catch multiple fish at a time on it. Uh, it's a tangled mess, and it's heavy, and it's. I like making precision casts with a jig. Mm-hmm. You know, skipping it back under docks and that sort of thing. That lobbing that thing all day just doesn't interest me. Yeah. I, I don't. But you're going to get beat by it in the wintertime if it's allowed. Yeah. Let's, let's, um, you, you mentioned Coffee and Lake. If somebody's getting into fishing or they're looking for more places to fish, maybe they know of like their one city pond, you know, that is near them or, you know, maybe Spanish Lake, you know, or something like sure. that, that they are, or, or Creevecore Lake, you know, some of the more well-known things right around here. But within, you know, just within driving distance, an hour an or hour. so driving distance of, of the St. Louis metro area, it's, it's t- where it's are some tough. of the lakes that you can that you can go and, and fish? Coffeen is probably the best one that's within an hour, I would say. Yeah. Litchfield Lake is not a bad lake. Now, these lakes you have to get a city permit or a day permit. You know, they're yeah. not like Lake of the Ozarks where you can just pay just, to launch and launch. You have to have a sticker. Go. Yeah. Coffeen you do not. But it is a horsepower limit. I believe it's 25 horsepower Yeah, limit. I think you're right about that. Uh, but if you have a big boat, they'll allow you to use the motor to put it on and off the trailer, and then you can use your trolling motor. Mm-hmm. I take my the old Ranger there, and I'd put it in, just use the trolling motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mississippi River, out of sight. Uh, really? It's great bass fishing. Tricky to navigate. you got to be a little 
but you know you can find a little creek or a marina and launch and just fish in there if, yeah. if you're intimidated by getting out on the channel yeah which a lot of people are and rightfully so uh Carlisle's not a bad lake. It's on the comeback. Yeah, yeah. A lot of high school bass fishing has been planting brush there the last four or five years, and because uh, that's where they have their state championship tournament mm -hmm. a lot of times. It's a lot better than people think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good to know. Uh, I used to camp at, at Carlisle Lake uh, with my grandparents when I was a kid, and it's a beautiful lake. But I never did any fishing there. And I yeah, never... I grew up fishing that lake. I actually, lived on it when I was when I was uh, in my early twenties. Uh huh. Uh, a little bit further away, but Kincaid Lake, okay. absolutely gorgeous. Now, what about um, what about Creve Core? Is that a is never that a... fished it? I'm sure there's fishing. They know they tried to clean all the Asian carp out of it. Yeah, much. yeah. Bass can live in a ditch. That, I mean, you know, they're, I saw, they're everywhere. I have fished Creve Core, and I've had a little bit of luck there. I've only fished there once or twice though, and I did have an Asian carp. Yeah, you catch one, fly right over oh. the top of my boat. Yeah, it's weird because I, 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 and, and the... that lake you can't have any gas. So it was a trolling motor was the only thing going. And that'll and make it was them freak still out. Enough absolutely. to stir it up and freak out an Asian carp. Yeah, absolutely. And this thing was like a torpedo. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, I had it, never seen them before. I know you've seen them no, a lot. I've seen them a lot. Yeah, but, it's spooky. Uh, what's weird, though, is they, they coexist. I, I had a day on the Mississippi where I was just out fun fishing when I lived in Alton. This has been about two years ago, maybe three. Uh, caught three Asian carp on a spinnerbait. I'm like, well, on a huge lay down up a creek. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, a giant oak tree, freshly fallen fallen in. Uh, turned around and came back at it from a different angle and started throwing a jig at it, and I ended up catching a limit of bass to the tune of almost 18 pounds. Really? Off of one tree, in the same tree where those Asian carp are at. Wow. So, I don't know. It makes it a pain. Yeah. I mean, because the first one I hooked, I was like, oh. I'm on to something. This is a I monster. Yeah. Yeah. An yeah, they tug a little. <laughs> <laughs> They're big. Uh, but, yeah, they co I don't know enough about them, but I do know they coexist. Yeah. I mean, I also know that every once in a while your fish finder or your locator, your graph, whatever people want to call it, will just go black like the bottom. Like, it's just solid. There's so many of them there that it's – Yeah. It just goes black. They're yeah. just that thick. Wow. And uh, it's a huge – they're a huge problem. Uh, yeah. But, I don't – I'm not smart enough to know and what they're dangerous. Do about it. Oh yeah, I mean, there's pontoon boats on the Mississippi now that they're just they're just netted in like a batting cage net because they'll just fly into the boat, knock people off the boat. So uh, yeah, you'll see incredible. guys, the commercial fishermen now with the big plexiglass shield to keep them from Jeez. flying up and hitting them. That's amazing. You know, um, so yeah, I I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know how you get rid of them, but right, but, right. But the, but it doesn't hurt the bass fishing. It doesn't seem, and in fact, the bass eat them when they're small enough they just grow so fast yeah and multiply so fast yeah they multiply so fast and yep. uh and they're good to eat i've had mm -hmm. them you yeah know, you can kind of grind them up make patties out of them yeah i'll say spanish lake too i i don't know how much how often you get up i've north. never went up to north county and fished up there yeah uh i don't know the name of it but it's in valley park kind of off the merrimack uh george is that george winter park there oh. there's some lakes there's some little yeah. lakes there along simpson park maybe yeah I've Simpson never fished Lake. him, but man, when I was there for a baseball, I think barbecue, it's called Simpson Lake. I was like, I would like to get a set of waders and just wade around yeah. the edge of this. So the reason it. I bring this up is because I want people to realize that there are plenty of places oh, to go. Oh heck yeah, there are lots of places to go, and there's a lot of. Uh, I work in Midtown. And I tried fishing Lafayette Square Pond, that little bitty thing. Yeah, there. I didn't catch anything, but I right. gave it a whirl. Right. I mean, yeah. I didn't cast across and it, you, but I thought, well, bass live about anywhere. I'll give right, it a whirl. Exactly, and you'd be surprised. At, and, you know, you probably, your 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 city or municipality might have a, a park with a pond or a lake in it. 
um, a subdivision. Now yeah. you can't just go in every subdivision and fish in the lake, but if you if you know the right people, you right. know you can you can oh, hit up yeah. those, those subdivision ponds and and little lakes and if you promise plenty. to bring them back to them or maybe take them with you, sometimes you can get people to do that. Yeah, there's plenty of places to. go. I got into a subdivision lake. I won't even mention which one over in Illinois one time, and it was strictly because I said there's a lot of trash. You know, mm-hmm. along I just walked around one day and picked up all the trash and then went to one of the homeowners and asked, "Hey, could you know I picked up this trash? You think I could fish here?" And I'll keep a bag on me and any trash I see along the way I'll pick up. And Okay. That's great. So, I mean. Yeah. Because I'm real, even in a tournament, I see a can floating. I won't go way out of my way. Right. But I pick it up because I know I have stuff accidentally blowing the water. Right. So, try to do the karma thing. You so, know? if there are, so if, if people can, can get out and they can find these these places to fish, they can find these lakes, um, what do you what do you tell somebody that's just getting started? Maybe they want to take their kids out for for the first time, but they're they don't they don't have any gear. They don't really know what they're doing. What's the best way just to get started? What do you go? What do you go what to do the you store take? and buy? Bluff City Outdoors, a big sponsor sure. of, of of mine in the Weekend Report, had them on the radio many. You can't times. beat fishing so with live bait. To, <laughs> you're going to Bluff City and you're 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 uh, in Alton and you're gearing up for the first time. What do you get? Get you get you just. I'm sure everybody in there can help you, but learn learn to fish with live bait. As if you got a kid, they'll they'll catch fish. It'll keep them entertained. Mm-hmm. And then as they get older, you can move to the artificial. And once you get the hook in them, no pun intended. Yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> You can move on, but yeah, live it doesn't even have to be minnows. It could be worms or crickets, or and you'll catch a little bit of everything. You'll catch a catfish. You'll yeah. catch a bass. You'll yeah. catch a lot of bluegill. Yeah, and that'll get them hooked. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then as they get older, a twelve, thirteen year old. If you got a kid that's an athlete, you can show him how learning how to cast a bait caster and bass fishing is an athletic prowess in itself. For to sure. be good at it. Oh yeah. To be really, really good at it. You watch the elite I was watching some of the Bassmaster Classic last weekend. These guys that can flip with their left hand, their right hand, you know, back mm-hmm. and forth, just depending mm-hmm. on what's I'm not I'm good, but I am not that good. <laughs> I'm a counterclockwise guy because I'm right handed, very right handed. Right. And I, I approach things in a certain way that yeah. allows me to cast right handed. Yeah. Uh but at that level, to be that efficient, you have to do both. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I've had some of the most fun fishing with a bobber and a worm. Absolutely. It'll you know, keep especially kids when you got kids with you. You go down to a dock at Lake of the Ozarks and drop a bobber oh. and a minnow, and you're going to catch something. Yeah. I've I've had where I've had my kids and uh, friends' kids, and there's, you know, so there's four or five kids. They all got Iron Man fishing poles right. with bobbers and worms on them, and I can't keep up. I'm the only adult down there. Oh yeah, you need to take the. Right. It's got to take the fish off and, and hook, put bait and the then hook. put the worm and put a new worm on the hook. And I'm just going from one kid to the other. Boom, 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 yeah, boom. That, because they are just dropping them in. That's and awesome. Pulling out fish and the kids love it. That's that's amazing. I, I it's funny because people think, oh, I'm going to take this catfish pole and stick it down here at Lake of the Ozarks, cast it out, and go up in the house and do something. <laughs> I came into my buddy's after a tournament. And I was all bummed out and I seen something floating. Yeah. Like, what was that? And I picked it up and it was a handle of, I thought it was a wiffle ball bat. I pulled it up as a brand new from Bass Pro Shops Cat Max rod, still had the zip ties on it and the barcode. And it started tugging back. Long story short, I couldn't move it. And I put got on the trolling motor and went back to my buddy's dock and it was about a 45 pound blue. No kidding. On the end of it. And just take They just it. stuck it, you know, in a rod holder and walked away. Right. You don't do that. I mean, there's some giant catfish down there. Yeah. And yeah. 
it was it, it, I couldn't I thought I didn't know if I had a scuba diver or what was on there you know it was just <laughs> I couldn't budge it I'd start to move it it'd pull me and so I just drug it with the trolling motor we went and got it so cast off your if you go down there in the summertime for a vacation don't yeah. hesitate to just buy a cheap rod and reel and right. Some, Go to any of the tackle stores down there. They'll help you out. We're talking to Mike Marfell about fishing, and we've got more to go, so don't uh, go anywhere. It's Second Amendment Radio. Got to take a Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Quick break and we'll be right back on FM News Talk 97.1. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 97.1. We're just telling fish stories off the air. And, uh, true ones, only true ones. Only true ones. That's what we're doing today on Second Amendment Radio. Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, my normal co-host of the show, is out this week. Aaron will be back next week. So Not only a co-host, right? Firefighter, no pilot, pilot, EMT training, the gun, guy does it all. Gun store owner, firefighter, pilot, vigilante warrior. <laughs> He's all <laughs> International man of mystery. He is all the above, and uh, he is out this week, but Aaron Tarlow will be back next week. Uh, Chad Ellis, our great producer, is in studio. I'm Tony Colombo, and that is Mike Marfell, hey, the hey, fisherman. Hey. I won't say that, professional that's fisherman. That's right. I'll just say the fisherman. Uh, talking about weather turning around here this week, we're officially now into spring, and it's going to be that time is where people— Is it officially are, spring? It is officially it's spring. Official. I think it was— Man, i got to pay attention. Thursday was the first full day of spring, nice. I think. Yeah, so we are we are there. It uh, you look outside, you see the blue skies. The weather's warming up, and it's time to start getting back into those outdoor activities. It's not fishing, but it's close. There's <laughs> been gray morels found. Yeah, friends of mine have already found. So, yeah, it's uh, time to go morel hunting. Too. Yeah. So, what do you think about the um, about fishing? Uh, becoming more and more, or do you believe that it's because be- I think it is, but I don't want to presume that that everybody believes this. I think fishing is becoming um, more and more not accepted, but it's becoming oh yeah, it's looked coming. at as a, a sport. You're seeing more yeah. of it on television. You're high school more, fishing has yeah, a lot to high do with school that. Fishing teams, uh, college fishing, yeah. you know, giving scholarships to high school kids going into yeah. college. What do you uh, attribute that to? Why is fishing? Why is the popularity of fishing now? I mean, f- people have been fishing. I don't know. That's a good. I, well, I think I think the marketing people at places like Bassmaster and FLW and the, their sponsors are smart enough to realize that you get kids into fishing now. They're yeah. buying rods and reels from the time yeah. they're eighteen till they're dead. Versus me and you. You think outdoor activities in general are just kind of either making a comeback or be? Or I think cool. everything cycles and. Parents might be pushing kids that way too. We get them out of off that Xbox, PlayStation, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. If uh, anybody, if you, I'm sure you have, but maybe not everybody has seen Major League Fishing love on it. television. Love it, where they actually have found a way to make fishing uh, a it's sport. Some of the best televised fishing yeah, show ever with a with a clock. You know, sports. Yeah, most sports there's, have ru- a there's clock. penalties. Yeah. There's a guy weighing the fish. Every fish counts. Yeah. If it's over, and it, and it, it's even evolved over the last four or five years. Yeah. Do you, do you enjoy watching? I, MLS? It's my it's my favorite form of fishing to watch on television. I by totally far. agree. By I would far. love to participate. I, 
that if they're I working was... on that, they are working on. Uh, from what I understand, they're working on getting to where guys like me and you, they'll have a local MLF type event. Wow. Go through some qualifications, and then yeah. you know, one or two or three or however many they come up with, yeah. you'll be able to go fish with those guys. Yeah, you're gonna get your butt handed to you when you sure. get there, but that's okay. Uh, that's okay. You're that's learn okay a lot too. Uh, yes, and you know, and and the recent shakeup in fishing from you know the FLW and Elite Series guys jumped to the Bass Pro Tour MLF mm-hmm. format uh, to the tune of about eighty of them, which is a lot. Yeah. So it was a really weird Bassmaster Classic this year. You've seen guys. Like Kevin Van Dam, Mike Iaconelli, Gerald Swindle, longtime Bassmaster guys fishing their last Bassmaster Classic ever because they jumped over to the MLF. Yeah, that's crazy. So they were pretty emotional knowing that. Yeah. So, but I think it's good for the sport so overall. MLS, that that moves them up and lets guys like myself could inspire to to get to the elite. Series. So it's not just Bassmaster and Bassmaster Classic as the top of the food chain anymore. No, now it's there's not. more. With They're MLS. great anglers, but yeah. a lot of those really good guys moved over to that other format to because MLS. it's a true profession. There's no entry fee. Yeah. That was always my hang up, even more so than you calling me a professional is them calling them. They are professionals because that's their job, but they were still paying an entry fee. They're fishing for their own money. Right. You can't imagine paying Jeff Allen right. 40 grand to come to work, hoping uh, you can make it back. I have done that, but yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's we, a long story. you know if you're if you have a passion for anything, you're gonna <laughs> yeah. have to do that. Yeah. You're gonna have to volunteer to be a football coach at a bottom level before you make it to the. You know, I honestly thought I honestly thought that they were all um, connected in some way. No, I didn't realize Major League Fishing MLF was so no, was, separate entities. FLW is a separate entity. Yeah. Then Bass, yeah. and then the Bass Pro Tour, yeah. Major League Fishing. Yeah. That's now crazy. Johnny Morris owns Bass Pro and is a big part of the MLF, and he also sponsors both the other two. Yeah, I mean he's he's just got his. It's it's a place for everybody. I mean, right. The way I look at it is now you have the big top dogs fishing in a completely different format than a five fish format. I know a lot of guys that don't like it because they're like, oh, I don't want to watch somebody catch forty one pounders. Right. I want to see a guy come in with five five pounders. Right. Well, usually the guy that ends up winning has that. He has the forty one pounders, but then he caught a five and a six there too, and that's what made the difference. Exactly. So. Yeah. You yeah, know. I like that. I like that major league fishing. I mean, it's got it's got a scoreboard, it's got a clock, it's got periods. This what makes it's got it penalties. makes a little drama. You see the drama. Yeah, it's uh-huh. got penalties. Fish can't, you know, touch yeah. the carpet. Yeah. Great for the fish because they never go in the live well. They yeah. get measured and released. Yep. I was watching I think it was Edwin and Evers that was doing it in under eleven seconds or something crazy. That's crazy. Because he's a hundred mile an hour kind of guy yeah. anyway. He would get him in, the fish would weigh him and have him back in the water and yeah. Seven, ten seconds. That goes to what I've talked about many times when it comes to fishermen, hunters, you know, outdoors people in general. Uh, they're the ones that are taking care of. The ones picking up trash along the pond. Yeah, they're the ones taking care of the environment. You know, people think, oh, you're out there killing, uh, you know, you're killing deer or you're, or you're, you know, hooking these fish and you're pulling them out of their natural environment. But the fishermen and hunters, they're the ones out there that are doing Plus all the, the information cleaning. that we pass along to DNR or whoever, <laughs> those numbers help them. Uh, like I said, I, I'll be in a tournament and snag some crappie fisherman's line in a brush pile. I take the time to, to clean it all Try out. to get as much of it as I can. Yep. A, I want to see what's on the end of it. I haven't caught my first Alabama rig yet. <laughs> I know there's a bunch of those stuck to the bottom at Lake of the Ozarks, but I, I want to get it out of there. Like I said, because I'm going to have a can or a, something blow in the water that yeah. I didn't see. Yeah. So just do your part while you're yeah. out there. You know, More and more places, like at PB2, they're put into place to recycle your line or... Uh, 
uh, your spent plastics. Mm-hmm. I save all my spent plastics in a big Ziploc, and then I, I give them. To, I think there's a it's a high school team somewhere that takes all this recycled plastic, and then they melt it down and make their own mold their own. So oh. I just donate it to wow. them. I don't. I don't remember. Cool. Yeah. Maybe next time I'll try to remember pass that information along because I use a lot of it. I mean, yeah. So yeah, for you know, sure. And I, I don't. It, I'm not a guy that throws it back in the water. Right. You know? The new nitro has a trash can, which is an awesome feature. Yeah, it's a boat with so, a trash can. Yeah, right. Can't beat so that. So you can throw all that stuff in there, you know, and then and get rid of it the proper way. So uh, talk a little bit about so you know, avid fisherman, a guy like me who loves to fish, but knows that he's got a lot to learn, and especially when they go to some of these bigger lakes like Table Rock, Lake of the Ozarks. You know, you may know one or two coves, but you don't, you know, it's so vast. I have, have a system. Well, talk about the system and talk about the um, uh, guides. Okay, yeah. I will do both. Uh, my system is when I go to Lake of the Ozarks, leaving right after the show, when I go down there, I never fish a cove I've been in. If I'm going to be there for three days practicing, two of those days are going to be spent somewhere I've never been. Mm. I'm going to go into a cove and act like there's a dam on the front of it, and that's one little lake, mm-hmm. and I fish the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And I might, if they're small enough, I might be able to do two of them. If they're big enough, I might be able to do one in two days. Mm-hmm. But A, you learn a lot about that cove. Lake of the Ozarks, very patternable within a, this is not, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's my theory. Within 10 miles, it's patternable. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can take that pattern and go to the other end of the lake and do it. I mean, you're catching him on chunk rock, secondary points, halfway back in X amount of feet of water, you can probably move to the next cove within a few miles and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. If the wind's the same direction, all that kind of good jazz. And there's bait present. Uh, So I try to do that. And that way, A, it gives me a great amount of waypoints because as I'm fishing along, I'm marking brush piles that I come across, Mm -hmm. uh, that sort of thing. The other great way to learn, if you're really wanting to learn, two ways really. Don't be intimidated. Go fish as a co-angler in a BFL or any anglers in you know any of the anglers in action, Joe Bass, any of the things that have co-angler formats. Just go sign up and go fishing. You'll mm-hmm. get put with mostly. I've I've had mostly great experiences. Now no pains in the butt in the front of the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been super nice to my co-anglers because I used to be one. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other way is go hire a guide. I still hire guides mm-hmm. on lakes I've been on. But there's a big list of them. I mean, Mike Webb that runs ours, Eric Prey. Uh, there's, I think, Bass and Bob's got a whole stable of guys down there that, mm-hmm. that guide at Lake of the Ozarks. Don't be afraid to hire them. And they're, they love to talk fishing, so pick right. their brain. Don't be quiet. Right. Just keep picking. You're paying 400 bucks or whatever. Just yeah. keep picking. They love it. Keep asking questions. They love it. I mean, Mike Webb's been guiding, I think, for 30 years at Table Rock. Wow. Uh, he's forgotten more about that lake than most people know. Right. And he's a really good, what I call a video game fisherman. Yeah. He can fish vertically and watch the fish bite on the on the, on the the graph. No kidding. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mike's really, really good at that. Right. Uh, I'm not, but that's why I would go to Mike. Right. Hey, teach me. Yeah. Show me. I've just switched from Lawrence to Hummingbird. I'm going to go f- hire somebody that's a hummingbird guy to help me speed up the learning curve. Yeah. I was up to 1.30 last night me- me- transferring all my Lawrence waypoints to hummingbird format and deleting any extras. And Yeah, I got it down to like 5,000, I think, is what I've got. <laughs> uh, 
The kid that bought my boat really wanted me to leave him, but uh, yeah. I left the music, but he wasn't getting those. He, he wasn't, wasn't getting, getting away. Those, no. <laughs> That's great stuff. Uh, unfortunately, we are just about out of time. Mike Marfell, the fisherman, has been in here with us for this edition. Hey, of wa- watch uh, watch Anglers in Action on Facebook. I believe you can watch their weigh-ins. A lot of the tournaments down there, okay, people yeah. don't know that. So you can get an idea. Guys, talk on if you're going down to Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. Not only Bass and Bob, but... Watch the Facebook weigh-ins, the yes. live stream feeds yes, of the weigh-ins, cool. and you guys will explain how they caught them, where yeah. they, you know, not exact, but yeah. gives you an idea, starting point. Yeah. That's all you need. No, right? that's all you need. That's, that's the fun. It's yeah. figuring out yourself, right? Anglers in Action on Facebook. Check it out. Um, Anglers in Action and Web Outdoors on Facebook. When we have a tournament, they, they post the weigh-ins live. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mike, I love talking fishing. I appreciate too, you brother. being in this week. I hope we can have you back uh, real soon. I hope so, too. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, you bet. Aaron Tarlow will be back next week, and uh, we hope that you are back next week. For producer Chad Ellis, I'm Tony Colombo. Big thanks to Mike Marfell, and thank you to you for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Get more at 971talk.com. <laughs>